0: Welcome to the That Don't Fit podcast, a podcast where we're dedicated to talking about life and life's real issues that cross racial and generational lines. My name is Jared Torrance, and I'm here with my co-host, Andy Farmer. We're friends, we're pastors, we're wanting to help people talk and process life in a crazy world. Welcome to the conversation. All right, we are back with another episode of That Don't Fit. Uh, Last time, Andy kind of headed us off with, going back into the roots of slavery, what that looked like and specifics of why things kind of played out the way they did. And so we're going to continue uh, having that conversation. He said he had four headings. We covered two last week. And um, yeah, I I just do, I want to thank you for the work you've done on this in the detailed uh, I mean, you're a history buff anyway. Mm -hmm, So um, this is kind of right up your alley. But it does help to have a kind of a totality of views of and even as you were talking last last time of just like ideas and ideologies that are were accidentally just continued to transfer, yeah. um, that yeah. you can see how, how it affects us today. And so yeah. thanks for doing this. And uh, I'm ready to hear the next two. And if you want to recap.
1: Yeah, I'll do a quick recap. Yeah, The, that what, would help. the basic thing we're talking about, if you didn't have a chance to listen last time, is why, when we started this country from scratch with a new constitution that had never been created uh, anything like it before in the history of the history of the world, why did we allow slavery to continue? why didn't we stop it? Why didn't mm-hmm. it end? Um, question that you know I think the idea of, of slavery and racism being one of the most significant issues we continue to face and we've always faced as a country, yeah. did we miss an opportunity? And if so, could we have made it happen? Um, so that's kind of the questions we wrestle with. And so we talked, I, I just mentioned I had four reasons why I think it, it didn't end, slavery didn't end with the beginning of our country. And the first one, and I, won't, I, I said it like this, the historically accepted practice of treating humans as a species of property. And I just simply w- was talking about the people who, uh, in the founding era, slavery was historically common. It was mm-hmm. all over the world. The categories were all very familiar. And so the idea that you would think about a an economy that didn't have slavery in some way involved uh, or at least some sort of forced for servitude was outside of most people's minds. Yeah. And so they didn't have the ability to think outside of that box. And so um, so they, they thought inside of it. And what they had was a increasingly an economy built around that. Um, uh, we mentioned, we talked a little bit about, about the issue of slavery and how race got into play in slavery. It wasn't always in play in every culture, but it became a distinctive part of the experience in America. Yeah. Race became the, 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 the definer for who was a slave and who wasn't. Um, And then we talked a little bit about the difficulty of having to solve really two problems. One was the problem of the slave trade, that people were making a lot of money selling other people. And then the second part was slave ownership. People were making a lot of money owning Mm -hmm. other people. Mm -hmm. And there were two different economies at work. And so what the first generation was dealing with was having to deal with with two economies— um, and then the second thing we talked about was uh, the idea that to have a stratified or hierarchical society with people at various levels was very normal. The, the, the idea of equality they talked about uh, it didn't really work itself down into, well, what's economic equality? What's, what's racial equality? Mm-hmm. It still tended to favor those who were white and had property and were male. Yeah. Um, that's who framed out what e- equality was. And yeah. everybody else was subservient to that. So the idea of equality has always been a challenge. And so we talked about how a, slavery just fit naturally in a, in a stratified society. And so nobody thought it odd. Not until, and what we talked about a little bit was the idea of an anti-slavery movement began really for the first time in the mid-1700s, uh, mostly through Christians, um, who began to question the, uh, the, the biblical arguments for slavery right. and the biblical morality of slavery. And then others sort of joined in. Uh, and so for the first time in history, really, slavery as an, as an economic reality came under fire. Yeah. And so when our country gets started, slavery is under attack. Yeah. Which raises the question, why didn't they end it? And so that's what we've talked about. But this idea of a hierarchical society is very much embedded in people's understanding. Yeah. They're comfortable with that. Complete equality would have been a destruction of everything they held dear. Mm. Um, wasn't something they wanted. They wanted who's, who's, on, who's, on, who's in charge. They still liked a king. They, it was radical for a lot of them to think about, we're not going to have a king. What's right, the deal? Right. You know, <laughs> we need a king. We need, we need, we need people in, in power. And so the idea of democracy itself right. was radical. Yeah. So, um, so that kind of gives you a little bit of feel for the the some of the limits. The third thing we'll talk about today is uh, what I call the embedded obstacle of an economy built on property in persons. And that was the legal term, Mm -hmm. property in persons.
0: Can I jump in real quick?
1: Yeah. So just,
0: we gave this disclaimer last time, but just do a quick one this time about Andy's (laughs) been, he's been working on a book project around this. He's been in this intensely for, in an intense way the past two years. And so he will be talking about hard things in yeah. a bit of a matter of fact kind of yeah. way. Yeah. Um, he has processed emotionally these things. He has mm-hmm. reacted in certain ways and grieved and lamented over these things. Yeah. Uh, but it, it may seem like, oh, man, he's kind of like emotionally detached from this. But like, yeah. no, he's just been not in this for a long yeah. time. And then also he's going to say some things that are hard and true about this country. And we are not here like bashing America, like no. punch it in the face. Like we love mm-hmm. our country. Uh, but this is just an honest yeah. review of, of yeah. what happened. Yeah. So there you go.
1: Yeah, I, I I wanna love my country accurately. Right, exactly. And uh so and I think this has actually helped me to do that. It, I think so um, too. But it's been painful and I mean I I'm living in it through reading. There are people lived in it through mm. life. Mm-hmm. And so mm. uh, the economy was built on slavery. We talked a little bit last time about the, the uh the triangular slave trade and how it worked in every area it worked in africa cuz people africans were making a lot of money selling other africans into slavery mm-hmm. it worked in the caribbean because slaves were being deposited and they were creating massive sugar and you know rum and all those kind of things yeah. uh, there it worked in the south because uh, they were developing large crops cotton became a mm-hmm. large crop other things tobacco um, that required large labor forces uh, benefited from slavery. The North, though, it didn't have as much slavery per capita. They benefited from the economics of the products and and because of the prosperity, they created things that got sent back to Europe on the slave ships. They, they were empty and they sent back their products and so everybody benefited. Mm. So... Um, so this o- idea, almost everybody. <laughs> well, almost everybody, yeah. yeah. Um, but everybody who, who there, were, there were so many places to make money yeah. in slavery that that basically to end it would have been, everybody knew mm-hmm. it's going to wipe out the economy. Yeah. Um, one, uh, one, one scholar said, with the exception of real estate, slaves were the most valuable form of property held in the United States by the end of the revolution. Jeez. It's all right. And it's very hard to own property. Yeah. It's very hard to own land. Um, and because uh, land is amassed in big quantities. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of owning land is a huge step for somebody. But owning a slave is not that big a deal. And that gives you social credence. And it, And it's a way to start to farm and start to develop. And next thing you know, you can buy the property. And so, you know, so slavery was part of the way I move up in the world. One Southern representative during the Constitutional Convention said, "Negroes are our wealth, our only natural resource." And so they see these wow. people, enslaved people, as just as wealth. Yeah, they see them that way, and that's how they understand it. So, so it's a it's a significant thing because everybody benefits, and we we just know when everybody's benefiting from something. Who really is going to try to change it? Yeah. So you never had mm. a significant number of people or groups of people who were who were really committed to it for a long time. And there's another thing, too. Because slaves were property, property rights are a big deal back then. Property rights are your security. Mm. If you own something, it cannot be taken from And And these are people who, not in their distant past, had... Had like feudal systems and things like that, where where they would just come and take it.
0: Right, right, right.
1: You know, no, it's mine now. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing they could do about and, it. And English law forbid that. So if you owned property, English law was written to protect property owners hmm. because of the past and because of kings and people coming in and just taking it. And so, title to property oh. was a giant thing. So to to to, to have people as property is the same as having land as property mm. right and so it's the most difficult economic poli- and political hurdle for anti-slavery movement to address because slaves said like the slaves were not contraband slaves are not left over from something else they were a form mm. of wealth wow. they were a legally owned species of property slave owners had property rights that non-slave owners had to acknowledge they oh. weren't doing anything illegal they had the same rights property rights as a guy who had property rights to cows mm. you don't just go in and say sorry you gotta get rid of your cows yeah. um, same rights as somebody who had a field mm-hmm. you don't just come and take a field from a guy yeah. you don't come and take their slaves you can't make the decision governmentally that you've got to give up your wealth I mean, think about that. That's the way it was processed. Yeah. Suppose they pass a constitution. We're going to outlaw slavery. So everybody who has slaves gotcha. has to give them up. Their pro- and their property wouldn't. And, 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 and so now you would go destitute. That's the mindset. Yeah. Property provided a safety net during bad times. If you held on to property, you could weather bad times. If you had no property, you were just a tenant mm. waiting for somebody to decide they don't want you on their land anymore. Yeah. So, it's security and it's multi generational security, and so slaves were multi generational security oh, as gosh. well. Yeah, which mm. is why having slaves and people who were giving birth to people who were being born into slavery yeah. was so valuable. Mm. This is not, I mean, and I hope you hear. You know, I said in the first episode, I'm. I'm talking somewhat dispassionately about this, but these are real people, and they—they mm. never know anything else, but being owned by somebody. Mm. And I can't wrap my brain around that. Yeah. And I can't wrap my brain around that in a country where freedom is one of the was so lambast. Yeah, the biggest talked about. Right. But I do get the fact that to. Divest yourself of your property. Nobody was going to do that willingly. It's why we had a civil war. That never changed. What happened practically was that whenever somebody raised arguments about we should get rid of slavery, it was always trumped by you you have no right to take my property. Mm. And they had no legal right to take the property. The government could not end slavery it took a war mm. um, they wouldn't have passed laws right. um, in fact interestingly uh, the first time the word civil war is ever used is during the constitutional convention when the southern states which are totally dependent on slavery say if you take our slaves there will be civil war Oh wow, and so they're 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 dead serious about it. Um, so the only thing the only argument against slavery then becomes slave revolt. What happens if we have so many slaves and it happened in other parts of the world? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have so many slaves that they 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 turn on us yeah and they take over and so there, was, there, there were these rumors and fears of slave uprisings and there were some that happened and the, the cruelty by which they were put down designed to make sure nobody ever did this. And this is what some of the founders started to realize late in, in the process, after the country was going, uh, you know, 18, early 1800s. If we continue to let slavery grow out west... We're going to have a country overrun by slaves, and they will eventually take over. And so that's the only thing they had, the, the fear of slave rebellion. But nobody in that group really wanted to make that argument, first of all, because it was, it's not a moral argument. It's a fear-based argument. And the consequence of making that argument often played out in harsher measures against slaves. So they're left with, we don't have an ability to form an argument that we can use to, you know. And m- most of the country didn't own slaves. That's the thing. It wasn't like every American owned mm-hmm. slaves. They're, most of the country didn't. Yeah. Uh, but they, the wealthy people tended to. The fear that they came up against was the fear of slave rebellion. Mm-hmm. And so that always. Because the country was so new, the fear was: Will we could we survive a slave rebellion? Um, and so that's very much on their minds, and that's why, just the issue of, we can't change the economy. Mm-hmm. We can't change the economy. Yeah, you know, the North was moving farther away from s- slavery; they were moving into commodities and trade and mm-hmm. and those kind of things. But the South was increasingly more committed to slavery because that was where their 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 money was. Right. Um, and they developed... Uh, when cotton came on, cotton was a... Uh, tobacco was the initial slave crop, right? But they found that tobacco destroyed the soil. Hmm. And so they had to... What happened with tobacco is they had to get increasingly larger properties because they would destroy soil and then oh, just wow. had to move out. Which meant they needed more slaves because they were... Expand, um, yeah. When they started farming cotton, uh, there was a huge demand for it, and, um, uh, but it's very time-consuming, labor-intensive mm-hmm. to, to farm cotton. So they need a lot of slaves. Um, so, so that's when you get the big plantations or the slave plantations. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened was in the early, early 1800s, uh, Eli Whitney, and you know, it's interesting, in, growing up in Georgia, you do Georgia history, and Eli mm-hmm. Whitney's like a name and the, the cotton gin uh, he developed he was a northerner actually He was from new york i think but um, he developed the cotton gin his idea was we're going to create a machine that lessens the need for for people to 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 deal with cotton they can pick it but we can use a machine to get the seeds out of it yeah. it was very that was it was a horrible job and so he introduced the cotton gin to his his hope was we can begin to wean plantations toward machinery mm-hmm. away from just human labor. But what happened is you would expect sinners to do is oh now we can just produce more, so they oh, buy geez. more lands, more slaves, and just ratchet up the prop. Wow, profit. So, so so the cotton gin actually. Eli Whitney had the idea that it would help reduce slavery. It actually just increased it. it, Yeah, it jacked it up. Um, And he regretted that. Interesting story about Eli Eli Whitney. I just read this last couple months ago. The same thing happened to him again. Oh, no. uh, With guns. He created a way to to manufacture guns, and that sort of helped lead to the Civil
0: War. (laughs) Dude, Eli, (laughs) man, you gotta sit down, (laughs) bro. (laughs) Maybe just read a book or (laughs) something. <laughs> <Shoot>.
1: <laughs> so yeah, yeah, coming kind of out on the wrong side of history on both of those, but uh, but actually, what they say is that uh, because he created them and the North produced them, the North was able to win the war because they used his guns. Okay, there so go. the way so basically he he helped start it, the war. He start. <laughs> well, he helped. He had created the cause of the war, yes. and then he <laughs> helped stop it. Shit. <laughs> so. Talk on it, like. Yeah so you th- so that's the point is the point is they have this e- economy driven by it and everybody benefits from it and there's no moral there's nothing they can do that won't destroy the economy to solve it that's huge that's huge so that's sort of the third reason mm. and then the fourth reason uh was it has to do with how our constitution was 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 written came into existence and it's an amazing story because uh you know, we, we declare we're independent from Great Britain. Um, but we don't really, you know, you've got this sort of thing. now we're a country, we don't have any laws. And so they created uh, what they call the Articles of Confederation, wh- which is uh, sort of the initial, here's how we're going to do business okay. as 13 colonies. But basically, that's all it was. It was like 13 separate colonies and the, and the, the national government had no really authority. Like, they couldn't make anybody do anything. Gotcha. And so um, they kind of got through the war. But after the war, they realized, we don't have any kind of a government. We just got a bunch of states. And Mm -hmm. so we need a government. We need a government. We need to sit down and write one. And they were under serious pressure. You know, are we going to be able to keep all these states in the union? We're going to splinter... You know the idea is that we're not a country; we're just a bunch of states who all rebelled together. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's no sense of national government. Mm-hmm. There's no sense of who we are as a. Th- that idea didn't really exist. The United States was a title. It wasn't a. It wasn't who we are. It's mm-hmm. a bunch of states that are united. Um, so, so they're under pressure, and so they decide: let's get our best and brightest, and let's send them to Philly. Um, in 1787 and uh, let's start from total scratch like they came in with nothing they had a bunch of ideas and people yeah. all were bringing in stuff and I think it's a good idea but they came in and okay, they sit down in a room let's just create a government and in essentially a baseball season they <laughs> created the government <laughs> actually shorter than the base- baseball season too long <sighs> essentially the NBA playoffs wow. <laughs> <laughs> So, from from like, uh, I want to say from June to October. Oh, gosh. From nothing to complete a product, right? And they have, and they, and and first of all, none of these guys, they all come from different places. Some of them are like, the one thing I'm not going to do is let the federal government do this. And one thing I'm not, you know, the guy said one thing I'm not going to do is let the states do this. Right, right. So they're not coming with. Oh, we all have the same idea. Right. They're like, and so they're every single thing is debated, like every single thing. And uh, <laughs> sounds like Twitter. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so they they're there and they're in Philly and it's really hot. You know, yeah. it's like really hot in Philly, uh, and nobody wants to be there no. f- in Philly. And and uh, they're wearing all that garb. They were in all that garb, and it's like no air conditioning. Mm-hmm. If you've ever gone into Independence Hall where they were meeting, it's not a big room. <laughs> and uh, and they were sitting pretty close together. Wow. And and they had the windows closed so that nobody could know what they were doing. Because people could literally walk past. And, hey, what are you doing, mm-hmm. man? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, right. So it was really hard <laughs> Creating hot. a government, yeah. And so uh, they just hammered this thing out. And slavery came up at the beginning and throughout mm. because it every issue in some sense was about slavery right not every issue but most of the issues were about how do we handle this how do we Mm. handle this and the problem with it with the the constitution is that that the the south had to have slavery to survive the north could take it or leave it Mm. it didn't you know they benefited from it but if it got abolished they could get by yeah you know they had other, other means of kind of doing things and so what happened was every time the issue of slavery came up the south as a block said if you go this way we're pulling we're out. out yeah we're out of here and the north was concerned because they recognized if we split up we're all vulnerable Everybody's mm. vulnerable. Mm-hmm. England can come right back and take right, over. And just, yeah. France can come in. Spain can come in. There's a line of people oh, wow. waiting for this country to be two countries, and then they'll divide and conquer. That's yeah. what they. Were, and there was a lot of pressure, so they knew the yeah. North knew if if we don't cover the whole seaboard, but basically if we don't have a united front along the Atlantic coast, and we have a place that oh these guys like the the French and these guys like the English, mm-hmm. then they're all coming in, mm-hmm. and we're all going on back under the Europeans. So that's the biggest fear: they that we can't survive. Yeah, we can't survive as two countries. Right, we have to survive as one country. Um, and so basically, they just you know the South had a gun to their head every time, and uh, and they just uh, they just would say, "We're gonna we're out of here," you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and so that created wow. this need to compromise mm-hmm. but they compromised on everything wow and basically the reality is and you know this is where i in reading about the constitutional convention you know you want to you know when you look at it from the outside you you want to say guys why didn't you suck it up and just do this right mm-hmm. but you look at it and you look at we're we're not talking about hey you know what kind of government we're talking about are we going to survive mm. And, of course, there's no there's no slave representatives in there to make their case. Right. Right? It's just all white guys trying to figure out what we are trying to do. Yeah. So the result was they had a constitution that protected in almost every way the institution of slavery. Wow. One compromise is they – and they made a decision because the South recognized – I don't. We don't want to start a government up and then have people start bringing resolutions. So, they put in there for twenty years. It can't even come up, right? So we're going to get twenty years no slavery conversation. Their hope at that time would be to, would be to expand west and mm-hmm. create a slave. So basically surround the, the north with slave states, so that they would be like, of course we got to let it happen because the whole country is slave. Yeah, states. yeah. So in the north was like, we've got to we've got to make sure they don't do that and so they had all these debates Um, and that went on until 1840s Uh, just every state you know Missouri Compromise all that stuff Um, Mm -hmm. but uh, that was what they they created was we have to stay keep a balance Um, so that neither the slave states nor the free states have too much power Um, and it's just protect the status quo yeah 1807, the 20-year moratorium ends, and they can vote on the elimination of the of uh, they can vote on slavery issues. And the one they'd prepared to do was the slave trade. They they voted that one out. But at that time, it was a, what they call the internal many. slave trade right. was where all the money was being made anyway. Yeah. Um. So
0: it was important. So the South kind of felt like we got a victory in this anyway. Because, yeah. Yeah. They, and they knew it. They right. knew
1: it. If we and 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 if you look at the numbers. Yeah. The numbers of slaves through breeding, uh, in in a in a crass way, I have to Mm. say, accelerated with the Constitution. Wow! Because they realized we have twenty years Mm -hmm. to create a sustainable slave population. Oh my gosh! And and so that's what they did. Yeah, that's what they did. That's what and and the North knew it; they couldn't do anything about it. Um, and some were benefiting from it. So it's just one of these things where. They compromised on their essential values, mm-hmm. and they knew they did. Yeah. Every single one of those guys, every single one of those, even the ones who were like, "We need to end slavery." Yeah, they knew they couldn't. Yeah, and they knew they were kicking the can down the road, and they knew that someone else in the future would we'll have to pick it have up, to do it, and deal with it. They in a, they didn't realize, it, but they guaranteed the Civil War because there was no way you were going to change. The fundamental economic structure of the country apart from forcing the slave owning states yeah. because you know what what happened the slave owning states in the Civil War they decided we don't want to be anymore and they left right so the thing that could have happened in the Constitution where right we were gonna leave mm-hmm. they, they 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 tried to keep him in by compromise yeah Lincoln, in the, in the Civil War, same thing happened. We're going to leave. Yeah. We're leaving. Yeah, Lincoln gets elected. You know, we see with the handwriting on the wall, we're, we're out of here, right? And so, they're, they're actually, the slave states in the, in the Civil War are pulling out between when he becomes president and when he gets inaugurated, when basically he, he just watches half the country leave. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> welcome <laughs> oh, welcome to one. your new job. <laughs> That's right. There's yeah. another one. Goodness okay. gracious. Okay.
1: And so, so, he makes the decision no we cannot do this because of Europe they're going to come after us mm-hmm. and so so he makes the decision to say no you can't leave so the civil war is no you can't leave mm-hmm. we are united states we are a, you are bound to the union yeah. and you're not able to leave and that's what the civil war is based on I literally
0: almost said how did that how did they take that but I, I know how they took it yeah did, <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah did not go well did not go well And yeah. 5 years war and Wow. You know, and it took the, essentially the destruction of the southern economy, and a, and a period of time in Reconstruction where the North ran the South, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know to end it. And then, and then what they did was they, you know, the the twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth amendments were were the northern opportunity when they had all the power to end slavery legally. Mm-hmm. So, the one interesting thing they did in the in the in the Constitution. Was uh, they made a commitment to never? The Constitution never validates holding property in persons. They the the one thing they were able to do, uh, the North is able to do is is not allow any language to go in and say one person has a can right own to it. own another person. They worked around it carefully. And by them working around it carefully, they, 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 they stuck this crack into the slavery argument. And that's what they used to in, in the amendments, in the constitutional amendments. They, they said, yeah, we're just clarifying that, no, there's nothing in here that says that there can be property in people. There's no, you know, you cannot, the Constitution doesn't allow you to, you can have state laws. Mm-hmm. The Constitution doesn't allow you to have property in people. Wow. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't For, speak against it. Right. But it doesn't specifically Promote permit it. it. Yeah. And by doing that, they gave them enough to create the amendments Loss. that allowed them to abolish slavery. Wow. So, and it's the reason, interesting, why Frederick Douglass I'm just to read a little bit from Frederick Douglass. Yeah. Um, in the Civil War Douglass is speaking in Philadelphia and he's recruiting black men of the Union Army. Hmm. Um and the big issue is 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 the Constitution and this still is an issue today is the Constitution a a pro-slavery document or is an anti-slavery document. Right. And um and du- and Douglass says this, "I hold that the federal government was never, in its essence, anything but an anti-slavery government. Abolish slavery tomorrow, and not a sentence or a syllable of the Constitution need to be altered. Oh, wow. And that's what the framers did. Mm-hmm. The, the ones who couldn't get it abolished, mm-hmm. they wrote it in a way that never guaranteed it. Mm-hmm. Um, He says, it was purposely so framed as to give no claim, no sanction to the claim of property in man. If in its origin slavery had any relation to the government, it was only as the scaffolding to the magnificent structure to be removed as as soon as the building was completed. Because that was his vision. I get, you know, Douglas, I get why you need to keep slavery in. But we are past that point now. Mm. It's time to take it out. And there's nothing in the Constitution that says you can't take it out. Wow. Um, you don't have to change the Constitution to yeah. eliminate slavery. Yeah. Uh, wow. There is in the Constitution no East, West, no North, no South, no Black, no White, no slave, no slaveholder, but all are citizens who are of American birth. Mm. And that's what he, that's where he came down on it. Wow. And that's where, that's, that's where they ultimately were able to... To, to to resolve it through mm-hmm. the Civil War it wasn't just through the war. They actually didn't have to ch- change the Constitution; only clarify it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, wow. So that's kind of it, man. So you have got you know you you, you know m- for people who want to sort of say they should have done more, it's a reasonable thing. Mm-hmm. I, for those people, I want to say, listen, it was what they had to do was probably impossible at mm. that moment in time without leaving the country vulnerable to being taken over by somebody else. Same time, uh, they compromised. They, they went against what they knew was morally right, right. and they compromised, and they knew yeah. they were compromising. Mm. Every one of them, even the slaveholders. Mm-hmm. Jefferson uh, Madison, yeah, Patrick Henry, they, pa- Patrick Henry basically says, at the end of the day, I know it's wrong, but I can't get rid of my slaves. Wow. And uh, and so you 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 know it's 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 right to assess their their failures. It's right to you know part of it. History is only good if you apply it to yourself, mm. right? And I just I think about the courage it takes. Yeah. To take stands and to risk implications of decisions. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to take anyone lightly Mm -hmm. who is trying to do that. Yeah. And history will judge whether you did it right or not. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the point. That's great. So there it is.